Well, hey everyone. I'm Thea, and I'm here with Liz, and hey. we're here to talk today about keeping God in the center of our lives, keeping the yes. Lord in the center of our lives, and it's a discussion that um, can take many turns, and there are so many different ways to keep God in the center of what we do and how we live, yeah. and um, Liz and I just want to explore some of the contemporary challenges that we come against mm -hmm. keeping God in the center. Yeah. Um, Liz has a little baby at home. He's adorable. We love <laughs> Levi. And it's challenging, you know, to um, to raise a child and work full time and and have such a um, a thirst and a love for the Lord where he always remains in the center. And you do such a good job at that, mm -hmm. Liz. Thank you. Um, what's your secret? Um <laughs> the Lord's mercy and I'm not trying to be funny but that's the secret because you know there's days where I say all right I'm going to get up and I'm going to pray and I'm going to plan I'm going to read and none of that happens and that's just the reality of you know having a toddler and unfortunately I think that's the reality of life life gets in the way of Jesus and I think the enemy loves that he loves to use anything he can to keep you from praying, to keep you from spending time reading your Bible, because that one day that you don't do it, then the next day that you don't do it, then before you know it, you're completely empty. So um, really, I guess some of my secrets right now in this, you know, as I say, this season that, I, that I'm in, but it is a season, you know, someday he's going to be older and it's going to mm -hmm. be a lot easier for me to have really dedicated time with the Lord. Um, nap times and his bedtime is really my like my secret so you know i have to take what i can get right now and every month that they grow is different so what worked for me when he was six months old is totally different now you mm -hmm. know because his nap times are different and his bedtime is different but um most of the time my my prayer time one-on-one -on -one personal prayer time is at night when he's asleep after i get home from work which is hard because I really don't want to because yeah. I'm tired, but I know I have to. Um, sometimes it's 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's 45 minutes to an hour, you know, and I'm so thankful that the Lord is merciful yes. because, you know, <laughs> it's like, hey, all right, I'm trying, Lord. You see that I'm For trying? Sure. It's just hard right now. So, and, you know, I am one of those people who will just pray in the spirit throughout the day, washing the dishes, doing my work at, you know, when I'm here. So it's not dedicated, but mm -hmm. it's there. You know, Paul said to continually pray. So I continually pray. And sometimes I'm thinking about a million things while I'm doing it. But I know that, you know, the Holy Spirit's doing that work while Absolutely. I'm maybe not fully there. You know, yes. I know that he's fully there. And that's awesome that you you continually pray mm -hmm. and that you're, you're living this life of worship. And you're, God is at the center of this yeah. wheel, you know, uh, that yeah. is life, you know. Um, the Lord showed me one time in prayer upstairs in the prayer room about, you know, this big, beautiful wheel as we were praying. And I saw this hub and the hub was strong and and there were spokes coming out of this hub and there was a beautiful rim and the wheel was just turning. Yeah. And it just matched all the people in the room that were just prayer walking and, and speaking, you know, to the Lord in faith and, and uh, in supplication and crying out to him. And the Lord said, you know, that hub is the center. The center of that hub, mm -hmm. you know, is the Lord, yeah. is the church, is the fellowship with the believers, you know, is that conscious living that yeah. we move and breathe and have our being in this God. You know, mm -hmm. it's an acknowledgement right. that, Lord, we can't do anything without you. Yeah, that's You so know, true. that you are the center of our, our universe, of our world. Yeah. 
and just keeping the cross of Christ. You know, the Apostle Paul said, I don't know anything except <laughs> Christ crucified, yeah. you know, yeah. and that resurrection power is something that we carry inside of ourselves. Mm -hmm. But moving toward the contemporary a little more, we wanted to talk about, you know, this idea that there's one God. There's only one true God, the maker of heaven yeah. and earth. And some people will take offense at that. You know, you speak to people out in the world that are not living a God-centered life. Right. And they will almost get offended that the other gods you know, with a little yeah. G in this world, are not being respected. Right. How can you be so arrogant as to say that there's only one God, that there's right. only one Savior, right. you know, that Jesus is the only way to yeah. salvation? Right. How do we, how do we combat that? Mm. As believers, how do we go out there in love, you know, and teach people that He's a loving God? He's not this yeah. angry you know, God in the sky that is just ready to cast everyone down. So they have to go and look for these other gods and substitutes for the real thing. Yeah, that's a good a good question. And there's so many things that, you know, I heard um, I, I was watching a, a televangelist, which I'm careful with, but this yeah. one's like, you know, he's good. Yeah. <laughs> he's uh, verified. Yeah, <laughs> um, I was watching him and he was talking about persecution in other countries and he was talking about people who came from a different country and faced like real persecution, even though they kept God at the center of their, their life. And, you know, people were being martyred and, and, you know, essentially forced out of their, killed or forced out of their country. Wow. So, you know, they came to America and they said that the persecution was worse here. And he said, well, how can you say that the persecution is worse here? And they said, there are so many spirits that we have to combat here that we never had to come up against in their country, which was in, you know, Western Europe, uh, Eastern Europe, excuse me. And they said this, the spirit of um, pornography, the spirit of this attack on our youth, all of these things that just wasn't even an issue in their country. And, you know, it kind of leads me to, we're, there's so much that we're up against as believers in America mm -hmm. because we're crazy. We're considered crazy, you know, and and I think there's extremists in any religion and any belief system. There's extremists. The thing that I think bothers me the most about Christianity is when people go out into the streets in attack mode, you know, turn and burn, turn or burn, mm -hmm. you know, and they tell them if you don't repent, you're going to go to hell. If you don't you know, believe this and only this and practice this and do exactly this, you're going to hell. Yeah, or pointing out people's sins to them. Exactly. You're a sinner. I mean, exactly. not using Jesus's method. Right. Exactly. It's about Jesus and you said in love and that's it. Christianity, Jesus is about love. What did he say? True Christianity is, is, uh, helping the widows and the orphans and the poor and feeding the hungry. That's what we're about. We're not yeah. about this set of rules and standards that you can't live up to that's the old testament that was pre-jesus time you know so keeping him at the center you have to know him you have to spend time in his word you have to spend time with him to understand his heart and even if we get like just a little nugget of it which i mean can we ever really fully understand the father's heart i don't know i don't Probably think we can on earth fathomless. you know i think once you become a parent to some degree you know that's helpful because you're like wow i love I love my son so much, so much, and I would never give him up for somebody else. Sorry, like I'm, I'm not gonna do that. Yes. That's just the reality, and the Lord did that for he people did. who still would despise him mm -hmm. and mock him, and mm -hmm. you know, 
say that he isn't real and he's a liar. So right. it's a really tough thing to try to teach that to people who don't have that faith, you know, and, and we're not as Christians, we're evangelists, whether we want to be or not, whether that's we right. feel that that's our gifting, we're called to do that. So it's not our job to convert someone. It is our job to tell them. So you have to trust that the Holy Spirit's going to do the work when you tell them, you know, and, and he will. He may not right then. And, right. you know, those people may not ever come to know Jesus. But you know what? We did our part to make it. So it's a real like, you know, it's funny that you say a wheel because it's almost like a wheel in itself that you have to keep your eyes on Jesus. You have to be filled up with him. And it's this cycle of knowing Jesus being, you know, baptized in the Holy Spirit where all your power and all that wisdom from the Lord comes from and then just walking in that and, and trusting that even when, you know, the things of today's world come at you, you right. still have right. that hope and you still have that strength and he's still able to be at the center of it even when you're distracted and even when the enemy is coming against you, you're still able to go back. Okay, wait yes. a minute. I don't need to necessarily see all the signs and wonders and yes, he gives signs and wonders, but I need to see the cross. I'm going back to the cross because that's where it starts at, you know, and once you have that and you have mm -hmm. that understanding, it's kind of like, okay, yes. let's kind of rein it back in here. So, And life does throw, you know, you know, a wheel runs smoothly, but sometimes somebody will throw a wrench in it, as yeah. they say, and you know what happens to a wheel. And it's at those times in our life where we can practice being God-centered. Yeah. You know, when we're making those decisions in our lives that are hugely impactful right you know where am I going to move where am I going to live should I leave my job yeah where should I send my kids to school yeah how much money should we put you know into retirement are we going to you know give to the Lord who am I gonna marry yeah who am I gonna marry <laughs> yeah. exactly those kind of questions and and challenges that come up in our lives are we keeping God in the center? Are mm -hmm. we just discussing with my husband and I and just putting our cards on the table, as right. they say, and making a, a wise decision according to our knowledge and our you know, experience and mm -hmm. education? Or are we stopping together to say, okay, Lord, mm -hmm. show us what to do. Yeah. Like give him that, not respect, but fear God in a way that he can turn your life yeah. in any direction that you need. He yeah. can bring the provision and and the the you know the uh, open doors yeah to the right places where we need to go. So in our experience, we've we've always said, "Lord, if there's a, a closed door and you've closed that door, we know mm -hmm. that it's never going to open." Yeah, that's right. And if it's an open door, you know, let it be wide open and despite the difficulties that might be on that open door path. Mm -hmm. Because people think I'm taking the open door path. I'm not mm -hmm. going to have any trials. Yeah, That's just not realistic. Mm -hmm. You know, life is life. And I think in practice, teaching our kids, you know, we have the three kids at home. Two of them are in college and Nicholas is still in middle school. But, you know, we teach them to talk to the Lord like, He's your dad, yeah. you know, and Jesus is our brother. Mm -hmm. He says, your father and mine. Yeah. That means that he's yeah. our brother. Like, did you ever want that big brother? Yeah. To just like stick up for you in the schoolyard? <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. what Jesus is. Yeah. He's like that big brother or, and of course he's our savior. Mm -hmm. But um, teaching our, our, this generation that it's okay to stand up for a God-centered life. Yeah. We're not fanatics. We're not crazy. Yeah. Um, I find that a lot of people now are comparing the church to ISIS. 
Mm. You guys are just like ISIS. Yeah. You know, you're, you're fundamentalist fanatics. Yeah. It's your way or no way. The difference between ISIS is that they're putting a knife to people's throats right. and forcing them. Yeah. Where a God-centered life is a choice. Right. No one's going to force you into it. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. And that's the sad thing because I feel like, you know, if Jesus were here in, you know, body form, he's always here in spirit. You know, it's just so broken from what it what it could be and what it should be, you know, from that, that model of, you know, what life with him is supposed to look like. And, you know, I do believe that there are hundreds of thousands, millions across the, the globe who love Jesus and get it, you know, and mm -hmm. are filled with the Holy Spirit. But you don't see that, you yeah. know, you see the yucky stuff. It's like the news, you know, mm -hmm. you don't see the good stuff. You see the yucky stuff. But, you know, as we continue in what I think are the last days. I don't know how many years. I have no idea. It could yeah. be five. It could be 10. It could be 20. It could, who knows, but I feel like we're very, very close until the last days and it's not going to get easier to keep him at the center. It's going to get harder mm -hmm. and harder to do. So I just think, you know, as we continue on, we really have to be prayed up and filled up and be intentional with our time. You know, as it's, like I said earlier, it's hard it might be 10 minutes, it might be an hour, but being intentional with that time and being focused on, mm -hmm. you know, being as close to the Lord as you can and following like his guidelines for, for life and just praying for faith. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I pray that I have the faith to stand up and co to continue to do mm -hmm. what I'm doing when times get harder because they're going to get harder. But, you know, someone said in prayer meeting yesterday, you can have all these things, you can have all this stuff, but if you don't have Jesus, you don't have anything. That's right. And all of this stuff is going to fade away. And all of these things that we face, you know, they're going to replace by other things that we face, mm -hmm. you know, from a trial to a trial. Yes. And as long as we have him, as long as we're focused on him, you know, we're going to make it. And that might not mean we make it on earth, you know, and that's the hard reality of it. And some people aren't prepared for that. Some people think, I'm a Christian, I'm safe. Mm -hmm. No. But the reward is in heaven. This is just a temporary spot. We're right. just passing through to our, right. our eternal reward. So it's a lot to digest and it's a lot to continually it be really mindful is. of. But it can be done and it's really the only way worth, it worth living. It is. If you're listening to this podcast and you joined us today, we want to thank you. Um, just some practical ways to keep Jesus at the center of your life. Find an awesome church to worship. Connect yourself with like-minded believers that have a passion for the Lord and reaching the lost. Um, make time for the Lord and yeah. teach that next generation that it's okay to stand up for the Lord. Uh, because if God is for us, who can be against us? Uh -huh. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us.